the college experience, top 10 quarterbacks of the 2021 FBS season and FCS recap on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. get started today and you get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win $1 million. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. FCS recap and top 10 quarterbacks of the 2021 FBS college football season. My name is Pick Dundee, aka Colby Swinging Dantabase Dant. That's not a pick, this is a pick. And I'm joined all the way from Los Angeles, California. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Former, former James Madison defensive back. Give it up for Patty C in the place to be. Hi, buddy. I mean, I just got to go right in, right into it. I've seen a lot of things. <laughs> all right. I have, uh, I've watched a lot of football in my day and I can only really think of one other collapse this bad. The Houston Oilers in 1993, oh, I believe against the <laughs> Buffalo bills. Um, they uh, were up 35 to three in the third and lost. Well, well, JMU was up 24 to three at the or 20. Was it 27 to three? 24 to three. Yeah. 24 to three at the half against Sam Houston state at home. I got JMU minus one. I'm feeling great about it. Talking shit. I'm out here right now. I'm in the great state of North Carolina right now. And I was talking, (laughs) I was talking shit saying, Oh, I was all over this. Can't believe you took Sam Houston state, Nick. And then sure enough, what the fuck happened there, dude? If if Sam Houston State, I don't want to take away credit, but they have been the luckiest team I've ever seen. Maybe yeah. you look you look at that uh, first game against Monmouth. Monmouth drops a wide open touchdown at the eight yard line, hits the receiver right in the hands. Uh, now they did force. I mean, with with about te- with about what forty seconds left at the at the nine yard line or so, 
but he's in the end zone. Like the game is over. If they can make the extra point, they get a pass there. They end up holding them on four downs there. And then comes the following week uh, where, where they take on North Dakota state. North Dakota state has a ton of special teams points. Almost in, it has the, the win essentially if, if that, if that snap over the punter's head or no, the block punt, I'm sorry. Hadn't had uh, not gone out of bounds. North Dakota state would have probably yeah. won that game. Uh, and then you get this past week with this kickoff. I mean that kickoff first off Jay, I, I, look, I don't want to bl- say Sam Houston state's not deserving, but at the same time, JMU bone all time bonehead play. Cause the, the returner behind him had the ball lined up and was about to catch it. And this guy tries to jump in the air. I th- yeah, because I th- you can fair catch that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so stupid. Such a no, no. They teach like that he football. kicked it a hundred yeah. feet in the air. The idea that you, can't, yeah, the idea that you can't get someone underneath the ball to get a fair catch in, ridiculous. Uh, so so, what do you think of your JMU Dukes, buddy? Let's let's get to it. Uh, how about Cole Johnson? And and I probably would have won. So Sam Houston State lucky because JMU's kicker misses his first kick of the year, but also their quarterback like injures his hand on what be the final drive. Um. I don't know what to think of this JMU team, man. I'm really disappointed. They were the better team. I, yeah. I guarantee, like, I'm of the opinion you play this game, you know, 50 times. JMU is going to win that thing 49 of the 50. I don't know about that frequently, but I mean, they dominated. I will say that, yeah, there were a lot of things that went wrong from the start, you know, kicking the uh, uh, first punt of the game off of a guy's face mask and it goes down to the one yard line and they still like, you know, stiffen up and um, basically make a goal line stand four plays in a row from the one. And uh, at that point I was like, all right, that's bad luck to start. It's a bad omen, but you know what? We fucking rose up and we played great for the rest of the first half. I was like, okay, you know what that means? We're able to overcome this adversity and we're ready. Then a five minute stretch in the third quarter where we gave up 28 points in just over five minutes. Ridiculous. Uh, Just I, I, I just don't know that I've ever seen a collapse that bad on the college football level. How do you remember a college football game where there was that big of a, maybe Boise state, Oklahoma, but then Boise state somehow managed to win that game. Figured it out. Right? I mean, right. yeah, the, uh, Oh, I mean, everything, everything is so like disappointing about it. Uh, they scored three touchdowns in the time that JMU had one offensive snap. Which yeah. was an interception. That's fucking unreal, uh, dude. I'm telling you, I was at a barbecue joint here in, in North Carolina and I'm watching this and I, I just can't believe my eyes that they just scored that many points that fast. It was a, a, an instant. They scored 21 points. Um, uh, so now on, I think JMU's worst nightmare is going to be Sam Houston State. I am <laughs> your worst nightmare. <laughs> Waking up without my penis is my worst nightmare. I mean, dude, this is, this is, I just think the the worst collapse I can ever recall. And and, and begs the question, it, Scott Norwood is from JMU. <laughs> is there a choking bone? Do we have a little uh, Virginia tech chokies in us? I think you might uh, buddy. I think you might. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what we did. We have choked many away. You know, we've gotten down to the goal line for the national championship. I want to say twice against North Dakota state and couldn't put it in either time. So that, uh, uh, that was definitely a joke. Should have beaten state fumbled on the goal line there. That was a joke. 
So, you know, for as often as we're getting in a position to win some big games, we're not always doing it. And it fucking sucks. Now, uh, the fact that I guess as a program, us being as good as we are right now is a bit of a surprise, you know, then I'm not going to like take a shit on our progress to this point. I think, you know, we're doing really well as a program, but these ones hurt. (laughs) That said, it's almost better to get it out of the way before going to uh, South Dakota state, because I don't think we had what it took takes to beat them this year. They look freaking phenomenal against Uh, uh, Delaware. Well, Delaware, I mean, my brackets cooked now because I had Delaware JMU. I mean, I, I, I was ready. I mean, yes, no, when Nolan Henderson went down, so Delaware went up three, nothing. And, and I thought for the first, like three drives of the game looked like the better team. And then when Henderson went down all of a sudden, and the real, the real letdown here is the, the blue hen defense, because they coming into the the game were a money defense and, and really just South Dakota state just put it to him. And, and I, I have no excuse. I was on Delaware. They South Dakota state would have won that game. If Nolan Henderson was hundred percent healthy, it doesn't, it did not matter. They were dominating the line of scrimmage, absolutely yeah. dominating. The line of scrimmage it was pathetic. Uh, but the blue hens, I think programs going in the right direction, but just a, a an awful showing in Brooking, South Dakota there. So now we have, well, seven, yeah. What, 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 what do you expect? I'll say this. Uh, I was kind of, I mean, I, I had the same national championship. You had Delaware versus JMU, but I will say that, you know, I, I kind of did that to be a little bit clever to take uh, Delaware, you know, despite not being one of the top seeds, like you said, they are a bottom four seed. Um, so for them to get to the semifinals alone, uh, you know, is, is pretty good on our part for getting them that far. But um, if I were to really look at that objectively going into that game without any, like without my pick, you know, being on the line, I think it probably would have taken South Dakota state just because Delaware has been, you know, struggling on offense from game to game throughout the playoffs. And so that really was the case, but that's what I mean is like seeing South Dakota state, sorry to cut you off. I'm saying seeing South Dakota state um, have a freshman quarterback and he kind of struggled passing the ball against Southern Illinois. So I thought, Hey, Delaware's defense is legit. They're going to be able to get to him. Well, that was not the case. Mark Gronowski or uh, that dude played his ass off. Looked great. Freshman quarterback. I swear every team in college football should be on the phone talking to some of these freshman quarterbacks in the FCS. Uh, but now here we are, Sam Houston state and South Dakota state, uh, the top two seeds actually Patty C. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we can agree that South Dakota state belongs in Sam Houston state. I, are they a team of destiny or is this just the, the luck? Right. Does the luck finally run out? (laughs) <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of, I mean, the storyline that I was anticipating we would have was, you know, the, the number one seed in the tournament versus the number one team in the AP polls uh, or whatever polls are used for the FCS level. Um, and so you'd have kind of a number one versus number one situation there. But what we really got was, yeah, the team that's number one in the, in the tournament and the team with the golden horseshoe lodged up their ass. And so, yeah, is yeah. this a team of destiny? Who knows? Uh, but Schmid, man, he was tough in that second half. Well, there's a certain times you see championship runs where just all these breaks start happening for teams, and you're just like, okay. When that when I saw that kick, that was a deep kick that bounced backwards, and Sam Houston State yeah. ends up getting it. I said, 
get the fuck out of here. I've seen them make some lucky, lucky plays each week. And these bounces are all going to them. This is a team of destiny, perhaps. I don't know. And it, there's no line on this yet, but uh, I mean, I think South Dakota state's a clear cut, better team, but here's another thing. Sam Houston state is in Huntsville, Texas. This game's in Frisco, Texas. Yeah, that's true. They definitely have a, a bit of a home field advantage there. Um, I think though that South Dakota state has been knocking on this door for quite a while. And obviously with North Dakota state in conference, you know, the, they haven't been able to shine on a national level to the extent that they probably should. Um, but, uh, I do think that maybe it's time for them to, maybe they're a team of destiny too, but it's certainly not as drastic of, uh, the number of miracles that they're getting because <laughs> Sam Houston state is just it is ridiculous. I mean, like, like you said, that, that kick, the, the, the one play drive by JMU where the uh, ball hits off the receiver's hands and bounces right into the defensive backs hands. Yeah. Um, Everything dude. I mean, the Monmouth, just, Monmouth yeah. dropped a touchdown that would have beat them Dude hits the receiver, hits the ball right in the hands. Then the next week, uh, the punt that, that somehow finds its way out of, out of bounds. Now, granted, I do think Sam Houston state was the better team. Uh, probably in both games, but the Monmouth game, I'm not sure. I mean, I, yeah, I know they were up most of that game, but I, I think Monmouth left a lot of points on the board. Um, they're not, but still just a lot of fortunate bounces for games to be that close. And then obviously digging yourself in a hole against JMU down 24 points or something or 21 points and coming back late. Um, I don't know. I just think the luck probably runs out, but I think don't they, I don't know. I don't know I wonder if that, that home field advantage will matter. Maybe a little, uh, you know, and another thing was that like the, the fact that it happened in that r- rapid of a succession, like JMU's defense had gotten tired and, and maybe that was a depth issue for JMU who knows, or maybe it was like uh, dealing with the speed of uh, Sam Houston. But I will say that like where before and even after once the offense was able to settle in and like put together at least a short drive here and there to get, give the uh, defense a chance to breathe. Then JMU started stopping Sam Houston again. But like for that five minutes when the defense was on the field the entire time and they were worn out, like they just weren't making tackles, you know, that like Eric Schmidt was just running right by them play after play after play. It's really like I almost broke some shit in my house. So <laughs> I, I, I had to do some woo saws and, uh, but you know what? It's all good. I can appreciate a team of destiny, even if it comes at my own team's expense. So I don't know who I'm rooting for, but I guess, I, I guess at this point I'm rooting for the Jack rabbits. Yeah. I think that they're due to get one, right? I think I got to go Jack rabbits too. Um, we will talk more on that. Have that broken down for you on the college experience later this week. But uh, right now we're going to, we're going to talk some F, uh, F 2021 FBS college football. But before we do, I want to tell you that the college experience uh, is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk free bet. Yes, that's a $500 risk free bet. Terms and conditions do apply, though. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com. And make sure you download the app today. 
All right, Patty C. We're we're in the the thick of this here, uh, previewing our 2021 FBS season. I know we're going week by week on our Wednesday shows and uh, or Wednesday night Thursday shows. By the way, that that might be a little different this week, but um, uh, I think it's time to take a look at the quarterback position because, as you know, football trending with the quarterback and 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 how I mean. Trevor Lawrence was the top pick in the draft. He's in the college football playoff almost every year. Um, now, granted, Trey Lance, third pick in the draft. Well, Zach Wilson, almost an undefeated season last year, uh, a yard away on a game that was scheduled in a, you know seventy two hours before kickoff. Um, yep. Then you have Trey, Trey, you know Trey Lance, national cha- uh, FCS national champion, pick three. Yeah. Mac Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah. Mac Jones. FBS national champion. Yeah. And then Justin Fields. So you're seeing basically out of you add up all those records. I mean, it's unbelievable right there. So I guess what I'm saying is we're going to go through uh, what I think would be the top 10 quarterbacks, but I, we can make a case for a few others um, on who we think could have. Yeah, this giant definitely. Uh, yeah. What's that? Who could have a good year? And how do we want to do this? Are we, you said we're going top 10. Are we going from the, the bottom up or are we going from the top down? Uh, I think we should go. I guess if we're picking, uh, then maybe we go top down since, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to predict who the other person is going to pick as we go up the list. So I say we go down the list. How's that sound? I love it. I love it. And uh, so, so I'll let you go. Like, I mean, I, who do you think coming into the season is a guy guy who's got probably college football playoffs written all over him. Going to have a great season, maybe even a Heisman trophy campaign season. Is there anyone that just jumps out to you? I know there's, there's talk of certain quarterbacks out there, but which one do you think? Like if you had to place a bet, who's the best college football quarterback in the nation right now? Uh, Yeah. Who's going to have a a fantastic year and who's going to be the best. Uh, Who is the best remaining on the, uh, on the rosters, I want to say Spencer Rattler, you know, Oklahoma. I think uh, he has playoff potential here. I, I don't know that their schedule is impossible to navigate. And obviously, he's the Heisman favorite at this point, and he's got all the tools. And I mean, uh, there were times last year when Oklahoma wasn't, you know, super dominant, but I still I think that he has enough to produce gigantic numbers. And obviously, you know, Oklahoma's recent history of Heisman quarterbacks and Lincoln Riley's system suggests that he'll get his chance to shine. And and I think he'll take full advantage of it. So I, I think in my book, he's the definite number one coming into the season. They have an interesting four game stretch. No five game stretch really of uh home to Nebraska, home to West Virginia at K state, the red river shootout TCU. Now granted mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of these are in uh, Gaylord stadium, uh, in Norman, Oklahoma. So, but I, I get it. I, I thought he was growing up by the weeks last year and, uh, towards the end of the season was catching fire. Um, but I don't know, like, I get it. I think Oklahoma's playoff chances, especially them being in the big 12 are way more aligned than North Carolina and Sam Howe. but say you gotta have Sam. he, this guy, this offense lost a ton. I get it. But Sam Howell of North Carolina uh, can just—he's—he's uh, he's got to be what the top pick of the draft next year, right? Or, or we, do we think Rattler's got a shot there? Well, is Rattler, I guess Rattler is a redshirt, so yeah. I mean, you would think they would both be one, two, or certainly in the top ten. Um, 
Sam Howell, a little undersized for a pro for the program at six one two twenty five is what he's listed at. So I wonder how that translates. But I don't think Zach Wilson is you know towering over any trees. Let me get his official measurements here. He is coming in at six three, so a little bigger. So I do wonder um, whether Sam Howell has you know whether that'll drop him down in the draft a little bit. But as far as making plays and having moxie and you know go, going out and getting the job done. He is definitely, he's got Baker Mayfield written all over him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and you wonder, you look at North Carolina's schedule and I know, I know we just touched on this. We think, you know, I've seen preseason polls say they're going to be top 10, even with losing, you know, Deami Brown, Daz Newsome, Michael Carter, uh, Javante Williams. Um, uh, they lost a ton of players. Um, yeah. But you look at the schedule at Virginia tech week one, if they can grab that win on Friday night, primetime TV on, on ESPN, then they get Georgia state at home. They get Virginia at home at Georgia tech home to Duke. I mean, I think these, this, and this could be a five and O team. And then they, I mean, yes, I think uh, dude, they have a really favorable schedule. They get a bye week before their hardest opponent and they duck Clemson or they don't get Clemson. Um, keep an eye out. That's true. This does break really well for them. It's a great schedule for the Tar Heels, and and look, I don't know who these top targets will be. I know they've been recruiting at a really high level, but Sam Howell, I, I I've always been impressed with him. The first game he played when they when they upset South Carolina a couple of years ago, I think 2019. I was like, wow, this kid can play. I think he's a Heisman contender too. I mean, shoot, especially when you lay it out like that. If if North Carolina is able to, you know, replace some of that talent. And I don't know that at North Carolina, that's automatically going to happen. I know that Mac Brown has been recruiting at a better level, but, um, and so maybe they have some uh, bullets in that chamber yet, but I think there may be a little drop off in terms of the overall production and, and until they get it going again, unless some guys show up. So uh, we're going to find out a lot about Sam Howell this year and how legitimate he is without some di- uh, uh, dynamic playmakers all around him. And uh, if he is, if he is able to navigate this schedule, then he certainly deserves a consideration for the Heisman. Do you think who Rattler's got the better chance at the Heisman just cause he's at OU? I think so. And I think that system is a little better at generating numbers. Although I think, you know, Mac Brown's had some quarterbacks that have gotten, some good looks before, but, and I think Mac Brown, uh, as a coach, I think he's in a better position than he was at Texas. I think Texas has proven to be like a, a kind of a difficult place to win at. And I think, uh, we're going to see if Mac Brown can continue this success and, but he's, he's gotten better each year there. So if, if they are primed to take advantage of this favorable schedule and, and make a run, I think that he can have the numbers, but yes, I do think to answer your question, Spencer Rattler is primed to have better numbers and, you know, being a, a, a more public spotlight at Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I don't know. Spencer Rattler's a guy to me that I think I go, I go Sam Howe number one, strictly because I think this offense will be fine, especially in the ACC okay. uh, Spencer Rattler to me. Yes, he was getting better as the season went along, but early in the year, and I get it, he was he was a, he was a you know first year starter, but uh, I think there's still some question marks. I do think he's exciting. I think yeah, he's probably the the better and one player here. Uh, is 
is uh, Spencer Rattler. Rattler. But uh, I don't know. Sam Howell, I think coming into the year has got to be your number one quarterback. So I, I guess we differ there. But I think both of these are a tier higher than everybody else. Correct? What do you think about that statement? At this point, I think I think you're right about that. Um, I do think, as far as the and one factor, I think Spencer Rattler's uh, got the arm to make more dazzling throws. I think Sam Howell's actually a bigger threat with his feet, so you might have some Baker Mayfield kind of action there. Um, but um, yeah, the, I think there's going to be a drop off after that, uh, just because a lot of these guys are unproven. You know, a, a guy like Ugalele uh, could have a humongous season. You know, if he, I mean, it's Clemson's been churning out some good quarterbacks lately. So, and he did really well when he stepped in. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him at the end of the year, with, you know, 4,000 passing yards or something. But um, right now we don't know that because we haven't seen enough of them. So it's funny. You mentioned that though, because I think there's a lot of, I, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there, but I think knowing that system and getting that small sample size at Notre Dame, and I'm going to butcher his name, but he's, we gave him his, his own name here, but ukulele of Clemson, DJ ukulele. Um, That's right. This guy, this guy is, is, I mean, that, that was Notre Dame's defense. Say what you want. They just put a bunch of pros in the NFL on draft day. Right. So yeah, he threw for like 500 yards. I forget what the number was. It was like 400 some yards, right? I'm, I'm fairly certain yeah. it was like 400 and some yards against Notre Dame, Through 439 uh, passing yards against Notre Dame following a uh, 342 yard performance against Boston college. So week in week out in uh, Trevor Lawrence's absence, he lit up the scoreboard. And I mean, that right there has gotta be, you could make the case that their offense might even be better than last year. Now I understand they lose ETN, they lose Lawrence. But uh, COVID season, I, I, there's a shot that this offense doesn't miss a beat and perhaps could score better than it did the year before. Um, so I'm going to have that as my third best quarterback here. I know that's a bold move. There's a lot of other really good quarterbacks out here that played played well, but I think uh, number three is DJ Ukulele because this motherfucker is going to play you a tune when he's back there, Patty C. He's going to play you a tune. Um, I, I think there's a shot. He wins the Heisman. I think there's a decent value in, in him winning the Heisman. Um, so that's my recommendation there. No, number three, most exciting quarterback. And I think the one that uh, by the end of next season, by the end of uh, the 2021 season, uh, the third best quarterback in the nation. Talk to me. Well, I think, uh, I think I agree with you. You know, again, this is once you get past um, Rattler and how you start to go into a slight uh, bit of less certainty, but ukulele seems like a safe. I mean, the guy was the number one quarterback, the pro style quarterback in the nation as the, uh, in the 2020 recruiting class. And just like Trevor Lawrence was when he was there. So Again, Clemson, like you said, and their schedule, very manageable. There's no reason that they shouldn't, you know, have plenty of give him plenty of time to throw the ball and pick defenses apart. And he also has I think he's got some wheels, right? He can yeah. run the ball, right? Yeah, he does. He's mobile, but but and he's a, he's a California quarterback at Clemson. Week 1 takes on Georgia. California quarterback JT Daniels going there. JT Daniels is undefeated at the university of Georgia as a starter. He's not my number four quarterback, Patty C, 
but can we make the case that JT Daniels should be number three or number four? Uh, I don't think we can make that case yet, but you know, I mean, he got some burn at USC, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, right? He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he performed pretty well there. Um, obviously, lost the job there. From a uh, a measurables standpoint, he's obviously not ukulele. He's not six five, two sixty of solid muscle, and uh, he probably doesn't even have the same running ability. But Georgia has never asked its quarterbacks to do that much with their feet. You know, they're kind of glorified game managers there. And if they have a strong arm, you know, then obviously they they're given the opportunity to shine. He's got George Pickens, an amazing weapon to throw to game to lean on. Didn't Pickens get injured. I think he might, I think he, I think he tore an ACL or something. He might be, uh, well, I mean, nowadays an ACL, since it was a while ago, that might not even be, he might be back for a, for kickoff uh, of that week one showdown against Clemson. But uh, you got to figure that's going to be an interesting matchup though. Uh, and I think like, even if you, ukulele, let's say he struggles, let's say he struggles uh, out the gate. Yeah. Um, I think he still, it's, if they go zero and one lose to Georgia, I think he can still rattle off enough wins and just kill, destroy the ACC and then find himself in the invitational, AKA the college football playoff. And then he can make a name for himself and perhaps he win a national championship for Clemson. Um, uh, that, that I think is why he's the third quarterback here, but JT Daniels. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but yes, Pickens injury. I don't know when he's coming back, but their receiving core is uh very good. Jermaine Burton, uh, kick Jackson, Arian Smith. I mean, they, they, you could go on and on and on. Uh, they got a great receiving core in Athens, Georgia, despite them, uh, you know, having their struggles throwing the ball. A lot of that was, uh, was, uh, the former quarterback. What's what was the guy's name? Uh, how am I drawing a blank on this? <laughs> How am I? Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. Jeez, uh, the law firm <laughs> Stetson and Bennett. Um, so I, I, where do, I'm curious where 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 you would have Daniels if you put him in the top ten or not. But let's just continue on. Three ukulele for me, Patty C. Uh, where are you going uh, at with the fourth? I'll pick say here? four for Daniels, and right now he's actually got the number three Heisman odds above. Uh, Sam Howell, who comes in at number four in the Heisman odds. The Heisman odds are Rattler, Ukulele at two, Daniels at three, and Howell at four, just barely behind Daniels. Um, so our top four kind of matching what I guess the uh, general public is seeing. Um, I will say it's interesting how many quarterbacks are coming from California to the East. Um, obviously, Miami's. Uh, got a former USC recruit. USC has got to be so sick of this. Uh, Daniels transfers away. Uh, Jake Garcia might be starting week one for Miami against Alabama. So we're, we'll get a, a national spotlight on this kid real quick and see if he lives up to this Southern California stud quarterback mold that, you know, has become commonplace. So, um, but either way, you know, this is more of this trend of everyone going to the Southeast not good for the sport. USC needs to start hanging on to some of these guys. Yeah, and uh, I mean, one of the guys, Bryce Young. I think we're going to get to here in a little bit here. But uh, first, I want to tell you yeah, guys, he's another one. Yeah, he's another California boy. He's another California boy. So, um, but first, I want to tell you guys, the college football experience is brought to you by Roman. Yes, look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. 
the best call golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom, sometimes it's perfectly okay. Uh, but if it's bothering you, just know there are options. All right. Because look, you don't want to be like Georgia with Stetson Bennett. Just know there's options. All right. JT Daniels was on that bench. Probably should have started every game. Um, go to getroman.com slash SGP now. Yes, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and uh, an ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If uh, medication is appropriate, it will ship to you free with two day shipping. Uh, the whole process is, is really, you know, straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP uh, and complete an online visit today. Uh, take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of your problem. Go to uh, getroman.com slash SGP now for $15 off your first month. You got to do it. Um, we're back talking quarterbacks and, and, and which quarterbacks we think are going to light up college football. And okay, we went through the first four. We went. Me and Patty C going back and forth here. Um, he went Spencer Rattler one. I went Sam Howell two. I went ukulele three, or I guess we both did. And then Patty C goes JT Daniels four. You know, can I make an audible here? What's that? Because if I really like, I'm looking at our list, and there's one I think we even left off the list that to me has a humongous upside and. You know, depending on how their season breaks, maybe you could get a little Heisman look himself. But in terms of a guy that's going to get some pro love here, yeah. and I think uh, maybe turn into a pretty good pro, I want to take Daniels off the number four spot. And I got another guy for you, I think that's going to surprise you. Okay, let, let's hear it. Let's, let's take Daniels off the four spot. Give me Max Duggan out of TCU. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Go and dude, this guy can play. I I've been sold on him since the minute I saw him. Um, now, uh, yeah. I mean, what do you think TCU can do this year? You actually think they can make a run or regardless, he Duggan just going to put up insane stats. So gonna, the Heisman campaign is going to have to look at him uh, or is this going to be a special year from TCU? What was it? 2013 when they had that, that magical run. Um, or is this just going to be another seven and five season, but Duggan puts up insane numbers. What do you think? Uh, I'm actually looking at this schedule and it kind of lines up nice here. They start out with Duquesne and Cal back to back weeks at home to start the season, get a bye week before two straight, two more home games, um, SMU and Texas. So it's very possible, almost probable that they're start start out four and oh, they got to go to Texas tech on the front end of a, a back to back road. Uh, then they go to Oklahoma. Let's figure that they lose one of those, right? Yeah. And then they host, host West Virginia, go to Kansas State. That could be another loss. Uh, and then they got Baylor at Oklahoma State, Kansas, and at Iowa State. So they might have like you got to figure. I would project them at, at least like four losses. Um, but if Duggan has a special year and Gary Patterson gets back on track, then I mean this guy has both wheels and a cannon. And he's a playmaker and he's got moxie and, and he'll put his body in harm's way, which I think is, you know, been a little bit of a problem since he's gotten injured some. But uh, when I, when I watch him play, it's like, holy shit, that guy makes it happen for his team. 
Well, and that offense could be. They have that five-star Zach Evans. He's going to be a. Uh, I guess uh, this will be his redshirt freshman year. I'm assuming, um, considering yeah. the COVID situation. Then uh, uh, a, a slew of decent wideouts with Tay Barber, uh, Davis, uh, Conright, Blair Conright, and uh, Savion Williams. This could be a very potent offense with Max Duggan. I like the play because it came out of left field, but I like. I've been a huge pl- fan of this kid. So uh, I, I I love it I love it right here so uh, Duggan at big. four J T Daniels all, on the board I I think okay here's the thing you got Derek King out there at Miami but he's in he's been injured he's coming off an ACL injury in like a bowl game against Oklahoma State I I like King I'm wishing the best for him I know he I, like I think he fit well in Rhett Lashley's system in Miami but. There's a lot of question marks right now, right? I know Brock Purdy. Everyone's screaming about Iowa State. They're, you know, Purdy should be money, but I'm gonna. I, I'm thinking I'm gonna take you up. Well, no, I'm gonna go with Matt Corral, Ole Miss. Uh, yeah. This offense, I look. JT Daniels might win a national championship at Georgia, and Ole Miss probably is not gonna sniff a national championship, but. Jeff Lebby has got this offense fine tuned. And I expect Matt Corral to have like just a monster number uh, or monster season numbers wise, where I think the Heisman can't, I mean, yes, traditionally do they choose a, 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 a team, a, a playoff team, you know, not since the days of, I don't know, Ty Detmer and stuff. Are they taking guys on, on really like kind of shitty teams, but I think I think uh, Ole Miss could do a lot. We broke down their schedule. I think they could be like an eight and four, nine and three team if if they get some some breaks. And Corral, I think, is going to be a big part of this team's success offensively. The defense, if anything, that I worry about. So I think Matt Corral could put up some monster numbers that that people in college football, especially uh, the Heisman voters, won't be able to ignore if they have a decent season, just a winning season, and, and monster numbers. What do you think of Matt Corral ahead of JT Daniels? I agree. If if you're talking about a, a guy with a big time arm and wheels to complement it and buy himself some time and an offense that's set up for him to succeed. I mean, obviously Ole Miss had the number one offense in the nation last year. We looked at them as a sleeper in the sec West. I mean, that's pretty unlikely given the competition level of the sec West that Ole Miss would come out of that, but they could have a nice season. If he, if they get to nine wins and surprise people, and he's putting up the numbers that, you know, we think he could, then sure this might, he might vault himself into the high rounds of this draft coming up. Uh, funny. This is yet another Southern California quarterback at a long beach, went to Oast Christian uh, Academy in Southern California. Um, and yet he's in the sec. So that's almost like half of our list here is former California quarterbacks that are now in the sec or at Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it doesn't make sense, but uh, that's why they got to expand. Um, I, yeah, I, I just think Corral could be in for a month. I know they lo- They lost the kid to the jets, the wide out. I'm drawing a blank. The guy who pissed in the uh, egg bowl game. Um, and, uh, but this team is just loaded with talent. And I think Levy's cutting edge OC. So I think he's definitely going to have some monster numbers. All right, now it's pick six for you. Going to go back with JT Daniels? Do you want to squeeze uh, him in here? A little, a little real quick. Uh, Matt Corral stats last year in only ten starts, 
3,337 passing yards, 29 touchdowns. He did throw 14 picks. That's got to, that's got to improve, but over 500 rushing yards as well. That's getting it done from a number standpoint, dude. That's so, dude. What his? I wonder what his Heisman value is. Do you have those high, those odds in front of you right now? I have it pulled up, and uh, let me see if he's even on the list here. Um, other contenders. He's at twenty-eight to one odds. Twenty-eight right now. to one. So, Why would you not just take take a flyer on uh, on my guy Matt Corral, Ole Miss? What were in those numbers last year? What was it? You said what was it? And that was for year one in the offensive system. So he's only going to know that system better in year two. Um, what would you hey, say? Thirty touchdowns? Is that what you said? Thirty-three in 10, 10 games. Uh, Thirty-three, thirty-seven. So basically. Uh, 333 yards a game passing Jeez. and 29 touchdowns. So yeah, you know, love that value. Lo- love that value. Love that play. Uh, so, all right, it's back on you. Now this is an interesting spot here because we, we haven't put JT Daniels essentially in you, you, you nixed him, but mm. I see some, I mean, Brock Purdy, you could make the case. Yeah. I think you can make the case for a few other guys out there. But JT Daniels still undefeated as a starter at Georgia, Patty C. When are you gonna buy in? Here's the thing. JT Daniels is not not at all the same. He's more talented, but to be a quarter, I mean, there's a long line of quarterbacks that have benefited from being on very good teams with favorable schedules, and they aren't necessarily the reason that their team is able to do that. The first one that comes to mind is yet another Southern Californian going to the East Coast. Ken Dorsey back in the day on Miami was just like a guy that didn't belong. You know, I guess he was cool, calm and collected a little bit of like Joe Montana ish. But like when you're surrounded by what uh, Andre Johnson, Willis McGahee, uh, Roscoe Parrish, uh, Santana Moss, it makes your job really easy. And so I don't know if uh, George is quite that talented, but you know, it's going to make JT Daniels look really good. And I think he is better than Ken Dorsey. I think JT Daniels has maybe like pro backup written on him. You know, I don't see him like having the measurables at this point to be tearing up the NFL, but who knows? We'll see. But yeah, I guess just on that alone, you got to put him in there because he he has a decent chance to win the Heisman because they're going to be good. They're probably going to make the playoff. So JT Daniels at number six, the Patty C play. Um, interesting. Cause I, I, I get it. I think he got to find his way in this top 10 somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a strong chance. I think this is George's chance. This is really George's yeah. chance to, 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 I, I understand they had that one chance a few years back before Tua threw that, that bomb for, for the win in overtime. But I think this is to me, if they don't get it done this year, I think the rest of the sec is closing in on them. So uh, here we go with JT Daniels. Number six um, at number seven, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go to a little school in Virginia called Liberty Malik Willis, the quarterback that Auburn should have kept. Gus Malzahn, I worry about you when you take when you take uh, Bo Nix over Malik Willis, and then I watch both play. And I've already <laughs> heard rumblings, Patty C. I already heard some NFL draft radar, uh, radar guys saying Malik Willis is a first round talent next year. Keep an eye out wow. on Malik Willis. And by the way, he's, I think he plays Matt Corral this year, uh, late in the year. Oh, yeah, we- 
Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. No, 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 no. no. They get Syracuse yeah, yeah. early in the year. I think, I don't know who they get week one, but uh, off the top of my head, oh, you know what? I'm thinking Malik Cunningham is playing Matt Corral week one. Yeah. Uh, Malik Willis is playing Bo Nix, right? Uh, or are they playing this too? Man, now I'm all over the fucking place. No, no, no. I gotta look this. No, no, no. Malik well, Liberty's playing someone shitty, I think, the first game. Um, but they get Syracuse on the schedule, they get Ole Miss on the schedule. Uh, but this kid's incredible. I had a chance to watch him at Virginia Tech, even the NC State game where he threw two picks uh in the second half. Those weren't all his fault. One and it was in the rain a little bit, uh, but he still drove them down there to get the win, got him in field goal position to win the game. And NC state blocked the kick. That was the only loss for Liberty there uh, in the regular season. So uh, keep an eye on Malik Willis quarterback of Liberty. I'm telling you, I'm telling you now they would never let a Liberty quarterback get the national championship. But what if he go, I mean, not the national, the Heisman trophy, but what if he goes a nine or 10 or, you know, and two, is there any chance Liberty you think can actually like make a play in this uh, it, it, to, to somehow get, a, I mean, perfect season, maybe. I mean, wh- what would it take for a Liberty quarterback to win the Heisman? I guess is is my. Uh, They'd my have question. to go undefeated, and really, the, there's just not enough uh, meat on this schedule to get that. I mean, I guess if Louisiana, you know, is undefeated when they play them right before Thanksgiving, then maybe you have uh, the spotlight big enough where he could put on like a 500 yard like jumping over someone's head's performance. Like um, uh, who's the guy at fucking Baltimore now that went to Louisville Lamar Jackson. Yes. Jeez. Lamar Jackson. If he has that kind of like season, then even without winning, you know, a national championship, then he could put himself into that conversation. He'd have to make some big highlights at Ole Miss. If they have a big year, that that's an opportunity too. So I think nothing less than an undefeated season would get him in Heisman consideration. And, and what do you think of him overall as a quarterback? I think he's good. I, I worry a little bit again, size wise. Um, I need to check his measurables. He strikes me as a little bit of a water bug, but that could be just a, a mis, uh, misinterpretation of what I've seen. Six one two fifteen. So that's enough size. That's the, probably the exact same size as Sam Howell. So uh, yeah, maybe, maybe he has the durability to be a nice pick in the pros too, but certainly at Liberty, he's been awesome to this point. Yeah. And, and I mean, uh, if you watched that Virginia tech game a year ago when they pulled off that upset, I mean, he was just a, the difference in the game, in my opinion, like he was just, I, yeah, they made a crazy big time field goal. You could say the kicker is the, is the difference, but I Willis was just all, all over the field, given Virginia tech, hell um, 20 touchdowns, six interceptions the season ago, you know, 2026 or 26 or 2,200 yards passing almost 300. Um, this kid can play. And then, I mean, especially if, if you look further in, into the stats here, running the ball, this kid can run the ball as well, man. Rushed for a, a good amount of yards last year, almost a thousand yards, 944. They didn't play a ton of games, Patty C. So this is, is I think a great Heisman value play Malik Willis out of, uh, out of Liberty. Keep an eye out on him. Um, all right, especially folks. With that schedule. That's that's an easy ass schedule. Yeah, he's so. gonna light it up statistically. If you yeah. play college fantasy football leagues or your DraftKings lineups early in the year, go ahead, get yourself Malik Willis. He's gonna be expensive, but I think 
it, it's going to be worth it at the end of the day here. Uh, all right, guys, I want to tell you the college experience top 10 quarterback edition is brought to you by underdog fantasy. If you haven't played underdog fantasy, you have to check it out. They're uh their fantasy best ball tournaments are some of the best around, including their best ball mania two tournament where you can win a million dollars. Plus you can play a number of games involving, you know, parlaying player props for, for major league baseball, NBA and more. They also have a uh, special NBA playoff best ball tournament coming up as well. Go to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN. And don't forget to enter their best ball mania two tournament for your chance to win a million dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. Uh, yeah, bless you, bless you over there, buddy. Um, Thank you. So here we are. We're we're in the thick of this here. I I, I like to think Brock Purdy's got to find himself on this top ten list, but it's on you. Pick eight, Patty C. Well, I mean, if I'm being honest, yeah, Brock Purdy's probably is the next guy. Not only there's a couple guys in consideration here for me. And I know that, you know, this is a top 10 list and we're going to have, uh, you know, we'll have our honorable mention section too, I'm sure. But you want to give these guys their proper credit if they deserve to be on the top 10. And Purdy is certainly on that list in my book. Um, but who was I? Oh, Bachmeyer was another one that, you know, is very much in consideration as far as upside and a schedule that uh, they can manage. But Iowa State, if they have their banner year and win the big 12. Finally, you have to figure that Brock Purdy gets a ton of spotlight. And that's a storyline that's, you know, going to stand out in college football if, this year, if they can do that. So certainly one to watch. I mean, it's going to be very reliant on them winning because unless there's a, a winning story to accompany his stats, then he's not going to get the love. But if they're winning and he's putting up the numbers and Iowa state, you know, gets that big 12 title, especially if they sneak into the playoff, then I think Purdy got to be very, very near the top of the list. Yeah. They just have a brutal stretch in the middle there on October 16th. They play at K state the following week, home to Oklahoma state, the following week at West Virginia, following week, home to Texas. I mean, you're getting mm. two really tough road games there and then two really tough home games. Um, this, this is the year that we'll see because every Brees hall, everyone's back at Ohio state for the most part. Um, this is their, their year that they could really do it. Uh, you saw them push, push at that wall all last season. Maybe that wall comes down this year. Patty. See, I like the Brock party play. I think he should be a, a top 10 quarterback here. Um, but look, I got a rep for the small schools here. I know we could t- say De'Ara King. I, I mentioned that before Sean Clifford's at Penn state. And we'll, we'll talk about some more of these. But I think I'm gonna go to another one you need to watch out for. I'm gonna take you to Reno, Nevada. Reno, oh, yeah. Nevada. Carson Strong. Once again, another one that uh, that I can. I've heard rumblings he could find himself in the first round of the NFL draft next year. Uh, Carson Strong, air raid offense in uh, you know how mummy his son Matt Mummy. The uh, the the OC there in Nevada with Jay Norvell's bunch, uh, the Wolfpack, Carson Strong. They were good last year, man. They were really good last year. Uh, they lost just a few games. Keep an eye on Carson Strong in in Reno. This guy, another California quarterback. Um, but <laughs> but last year, twenty seven touchdowns, only four interceptions. 
they didn't play a ton of games because they started their season late. The mountain West did. They started it really late, just like the big 10. So he was completing 70% of his passes, almost 3000 yards, uh, 27 touchdowns and four, just four interceptions. Patty C Carson strong. This guy also six, four two fifteen. watch out potential, potential top five, top 10 pick. If he can have a great, great year here. Well, he's got to put a little more meat on those bones, but the the frame is there to do it. So, and it sounds like he's already got some of the polish needed for that for that next level. Putting up great numbers. We'll see. Uh, I don't know what we're uh, expecting out of Nevada as a team. Obviously, if he's going to get you know Heisman attention, they're going to have to have an unbelievable season. But uh, that doesn't mean that he won't get high draft consideration because obviously Trey Lance was able to do that. Josh Allen, yeah, Josh Allen at Wyoming. Um, So I think there's a shot that people could be talking about. I just think he really is one of the ten best quarterbacks in the country. Now we're done with our list of of ten between us sharing picks here, but we we gotta mention. I mean, yes, Derek King did. Did we or did we get to nine? Uh, Did I miscount? I think we got one left. Oh, okay. Jesus, I'm all over the fucking place. Uh, all right. Well, hit me with your 10th quarterback there. Cause I'm very curious where you'll go. Um, is there a, you know, the, who starts at Ohio state, who knows uh, you got Dylan Gabriel. UCF has a monster numbers throughout his career. He's out there. Uh, Desmond Ritter. Uh, uh, we talked about, yeah. uh, I, there's a, there's one that I, I would love to play as this 10th spot that I don't think a lot of people see coming yet. Uh, there's, there's, well, why don't you go ahead and play it? I want to throw out a couple of names though. Obviously Bryce young, we'll see what he does. Uh, but it's too early to call for him to be a, a Heisman winner. Um, and Keaton Slovis, you know, in that air raid offense is bound to put up great numbers. If USC can go undefeated again, um, in the regular season, then he's got a chance to you know, make it happen for his team in the, uh, and getting the playoff. And that's a USC quarterback in the playoff, putting up great numbers is almost a lot for the Heisman, you know, that's true. So that's true. I just don't know that they can get through that, that schedule, but it does start kind of nice for, for USC. Uh, as long as they don't fall for a trap game, you know, as long as they don't get bit by San Jose state or Stanford or something, I think they could be four or five and oh, uh, you know, potential, but still to me last year, they were a lucky team last year. I, I test wise. Yes. I know Slovis people are saying it's going to be a first round draft pick or something, but I, I, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm going to go right across the city to Dorian Thompson Robinson. No one, I don't think many people are talking about this guy, but we, we talked about it. We kind of like UCLA schedule, especially that the fact, the fact they're returning the most uh, starters out of any power five team in the nation. You look at their schedule last season. Yes, it was added late, but they really were close to being undefeated. Um, I think Dorian Thompson Robinson getting another year in this offense, Patty C and we like their schedule. Give me uh give me DTR ahead of, I look, I know that's a bold play because we left a lot out there. I mean, Yeah, there's some good players out there, but they've been building, you know, and uh, I want to say it was uh, Dennis Dixon uh, 
got near Heisman consideration. I think he was a Heisman finalist maybe under Chip Kelly. So is Dorian Thompson Robinson going to be Dennis Dixon 2.0 for Chip? We'll see, but he's got the uh, raw materials to do it. And he's, you know, gotten better each year. So, and we'll see if they can manage the schedule and if they, they get lucky, which they're going to need to, but who knows? Maybe we do see Dorian Thompson Robinson getting some big shine this season. I mean, I know it's a crazy play, but I like it. And look, we left a lot out there. Ohio state quarterback situation. Clearly whoever starts could with those receivers they have in Columbus, they could easily find themselves in the Heisman race. Bryce young, Alabama. I mean, I would like to think it would take a year or two, but who knows the way Bama's got it going. Hank Bachmeyer and Boise. I, I like, I think he's a great quarterback. I like, but at the same time he is inst- They're installing a new offense. Curious to see how that works. I'm, I'm more reluctant to go with uh, that play because of that. Uh, Keaton Slovis, the air raid I- I USC honorable to me. I know every list has him in the top 10, but I think that's some USC love. We saw how Sanchez was. We saw how Leinart was. We saw how Darnold was Patty C. I'm not buying in yet. I'm not buying in on Slovis. Then I agree with you. Yes. Yes. And then Sean Clifford, Penn state that, what do you think of Sean Clifford? Uh, he reminds me of most Penn state quarterbacks, you know, um, when was the last time Penn state produced an elite pro quarterback? Car- I guess Kerry Collins yeah. had some decent years, Kerry right? Collins. Collins for sure. I mean, I can't really, yeah. Um, they, uh, it's just not their thing, you know. Even though I think that um, Clifford has some tools, I thought Will um, got their backup last year. I'm drawing a blank on his name. I believe he transferred to Kentucky. Uh, yes, he transferred to Kentucky. Well, they had a couple transfers leave, but uh, yes. Levis. That's yeah. who it was. Yeah, Levis went um, to Kentucky. They're, they're both good, but um, look, Clifford was the better quarterback there. But I just don't see him like putting up the big numbers and carrying them all the way to a playoff. Who knows? We'll see. Ohio state having to go to a new quarterback might open the door, but uh, I think it's an uphill climb for Clifford. All right. Let me ask you about one that we're not seeing here. Dylan Gabriel. I stayed away from him in the top 10. Most publications have been the top 10 that I've seen, but it's Gus Malzahn year one new offense. There's potential. I mean, it's not like this guy hasn't been producing for the past few years. So uh, he's a stud and Malzahn's had some explosive offenses. So wouldn't it all surprise me to see you at UCF come out and win a bunch of games and Dylan Gabriel put up some big numbers and, you know, put his uh, name right on the top of the uh, Heisman hunt, but uh, it's going to be hard for him to get love there for that Yeah, small school. Yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see how Malzahn even does with, with the golden Knights. What about Spencer Sanders? Okay. Okay. State. We left him off the list. Uh, is that a mistake by us? Could he have a big year? We got Chuba Hubbard's gone, but the other running backs look pretty solid. Uh, receiving core always kind of decent. What do you think with the Spencer Sanders, Oklahoma State? The problem with the Spencer Sanders is uh, even though he can run too and he can throw the ball, um, I don't know that he's got huge pro upside and he just kind of blends into the million Big 12 offenses that score a bunch of points. You know, and so it's going to be hard for him to separate himself from that pack, even within his own conference, let alone nationally. But again, winning 
has a way of getting you the spotlight and maybe he ends up, you know, benefiting if they have a nice run here. But I, I, I don't see him like being invited to New York at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, and he's been dinged up a lot. He's got to stay healthy for me to fully buy in. Um, Tanner Morgan, Minnesota. I truly think this is could be this could be one we're sleeping on because I think Minnesota. Yeah, this is sleeper. Yeah, Minnesota could find themselves in the Big Ten championship. I think the Big Ten West is wide open. Yes, Iowa looks good. Uh, Northwestern's one, two of three. Um, but I I think Minnesota better than what we think they are because the, you know all those players were out last year. You look at the record. I think Tanner Morgan experience. Yes. Rashad Bateman gone, but there's some other nice receivers, some nice pieces for PJ flex, golden gophers. Keep an eye on Tanner Morgan at Minnesota. Patty C. Boom. I love it. I agree with you completely. I think that maybe, uh, you know, from a talent standpoint, I'd have him above JT Daniels, you know, but I think that, uh, uh, obviously Daniels is in a far better situation to, you know, have the spotlight. And so um, if I'm trying to do this based on Heisman odds, I, I don't know that you can put Tanner Morgan on the list, but as far as a really good quarterback who might sneak up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there might be good Heisman value there. If he, I mean, let me check the list where, where they're putting him on in terms of value. Yeah. You, you mentioned JT Daniels. There's another Daniels that is kind of flying under the radar. Cause they only played, I think three games last year. and and really uh tough loss to, to USC, but Jaden Daniels of Arizona state, but hold on. Well, do you see a uh, uh, Morgan out there? Yeah, that's crazy. Tanner Morgan's not even on the list, um, but I'll say this uh, Jaden Daniels, who you just mentioned is eighth on the list, eighth on the list. No, so. ninth on the list, ninth okay. on the list. So he, they, they've got him in, in the top 10 here, 18 to one Heisman odds for Jaden Daniels. I think that's a little high. I, I look, we'll I like Jaden Daniels, but I think your money is gone. If you make that bet, you're not going to get that. I think, I think uh, first there's the PAC 12 thing of, of catching your games late. How good were Arizona state B? Yes. I understand they're a contender in the PAC 12 South this year. Allegedly. Uh, I, I, I kind of buy in that they are a contender, but um. Uh, I still think he's like, he's a very good quarterback. He's probably, if I had to do top 20, he might crack my top. He's probably going to crack my top 20, not my top 10. Um, what do you think of Daniel's game? I need to see more of him. You know, I, I, I honestly can't make a, an educated assessment of how good I've only seen him a handful of times. Um, let's see. Um, 701 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. Um, so obviously it was a short season for them, but those are pretty decent numbers. Um, helped them improve from 115th in the nation in 2019 to 7th in the nation in 2020. That's a nice look. Um, also a California quarterback. So Jeez. fitting right into that mold. Um, what do you think about Jack Cohn with Brian Kelly? Wisconsin, sure. Wisconsin transfer, you know, Graham Mertz, the new quarterback at Wisconsin cone is coming off an injury cone. I kind of, you know, he, he's kind of like the Eric. I mean, Derek Kings first off had a way better career. So he's got Kings got to be higher, but Brian Kelly's had great success with quarterbacks uh, since his days at central Michigan. Um, cone is an interesting play here because Notre Dame still could find themselves in the, uh, the invitational 
So therefore by getting to that platform, you never know. Oh, they want to make a Notre Dame quarterback, the Heisman trophy winner so bad, you know, they'll do anything they can. Um, I guess it has been a while because um, where, where did Brady Quinn finish? He, I guess he was behind Liner and Bush around that era. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's tough to pick anyone but either one of those dudes. But um, Brady Quinn is like your prototype. I don't think that Jack Cohn has the same marketability as Brady Quinn, but I don't think that matters. I think if they have the opportunity to give a, nose, a Notre Dame quarterback Heisman, they're going to try their hardest to do it. So um, he could wind up there as well. Yeah. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land. There you go. There's some Notre Dame references. All right. We're going to, before we get out of here, I want to touch on just a few more Grayson McCall, coastal Carolina. This kid was a fucking stud last year. I don't know how we don't have him in the top 10. If you look at his stats, I mean, coastal Carolina was, was pretty much uh, almost an undefeated team. Grayson McCall, Patty C. What what do you what do you see? I mean, they run that that almost shotgun option style play. McCall, uh, you know, just killed it. Uh, North Carolina native, twenty six touchdowns, just three interceptions a season ago. Patty C. Twenty six touchdowns, three interceptions, and and I got news for you. He also rushed for about six hundred yards. Yeah, I mean, you're right. The offense is cutting edge. That's why Coastal Carolina is where it is. Uh, I think they're in the pistol with the offset eye, so they're able to run power. They're able to run some option. They're also able to spread it apart. You know, just motion the guy out, and then you can go four verticals. Whatever it is that offense gives uh, full flexibility to him, and, and it gives the defenses fits. And you know, he's polished enough to be able to run that machine. And so if he can continue to do that, then uh, you got to expect them to keep winning. Do I expect, expect uh, coastal Carolina, a coastal Carolina player to sniff the Heisman votes? Not necessarily, but I would have to see their schedule to see if there's any opportunity for them to shine. Um, what are they? Uh, I mean, conference there's some, they, they're, 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 no, there's a sun, sun belt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what Coastal. I mean, I think Coastal could be a player. They could win that conference again. I mean, they. I think at a conference, they get the Citadel. They get Kansas with now Lance Leopold and uh, Buffalo, I believe, in Buffalo, which that game just got easier. Um, Desmond, I mean, him, Desmond Ritter, some of the the uh, D- Dylan Gabriel, some of those uh, group of five. I know Bach Meyer, Carson Strong, and uh, Malik Willis. Uh, made the list for us or Bachmeyer didn't, but the, the other two did, but there's, there's some really good group of five quarterbacks out there. What, what do you think? I mean, coastal Carolina goes, uh, let's say they go 11 and one. You think that he could sneak in the Heisman talk? I mean, I don't think so. I think it would take uh, a miracle for him to get sneak into the Heisman talk. Uh, I just don't think he's got enough. Uh, I think you kind of got to start this season. I'd be actually interested to see the stats on that. How many uh, non top 10 preseason Heisman players have ended up in the uh, ceremony in New York, let alone winning the whole thing. I would bet it's a pretty small amount. So I don't, I don't see many players coming out of the blue and winning it. Not that he's necessarily out of the blue, but I think to the common fan, which is, you know, Heisman's kind of like the NBA all-star game. It's, it's very much based on, recognition as opposed to actual quality. So um, I don't think he has that recognition. So I think it's going to be tough, but I do think he's going to have another monster season. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk one more uh, about Desmond Ritter 
junior uh, uh, out of Louisville, Kentucky, that at Cincinnati. Ritter, I mean, the guy's putting up. I mean, it's weird. You look at his stats, and his freshman year was actually better than his season last year. His freshman year threw twenty touchdowns, five interceptions. Last year, nineteen touchdowns, six interceptions. But I know what I saw. I, I Desmond Ritter made a big jump to me last year. I thought he was a much better quarterback. Uh, I know they they got to replace some people on the offensive line. I think that's the big issue at the moment. Um, what do you think, Desmond Ritter? Any chance at the uh, you know the Heisman Trophy? Per, if Cincinnati can make a run here, I know they get Notre Dame and Indiana on the schedule. But another thing is like Desmond Ritter. Like, what do you think his ceiling is? You think his ceiling really is with his performance last year? You think he can continue to build and improve on that? Uh, I, I saw enough of him last year that I don't think it was a flash in the pan. I think that it's legitimate. The The most impressive thing that I thought developed in his game is throwing those deep outs and throwing them on a rope with accuracy and power and basically putting a ton of stress on the defense, you know, by being able to make that throw consistently, you know, that, that stretches the defense out completely and opens up the running lanes and it allows Cincinnati to have offense where they were kind of a defensive first team before. Now they're a balanced team and they're like fucking super hard to beat. So I think that he, uh, you know, they'll continue to win. And if they can hand Notre Dame, say their only loss and Notre Dame still gets in the playoff or they keep Notre Dame out of the playoff and put themselves into the playoff, then he would get consideration. But I just don't think he's a flashy enough player necessarily to get true Heisman consideration. Uh, yeah, I could, I, I could see that there, but all right, let me, let me, let me just, we're going to, I know we're getting out of here. I just want to touch on a couple more. I want to touch on Michael Penix. Okay. Now, this is the one that almost like a, uh, a situation with the King. He was injured last year, but prior to that, he was having a great year at, at Indiana. Uh, Michael Penix, one that I think on my short list, Clayton tune Houston might have some monster numbers this year. Um, I like I'm gonna, I got a couple long shots. I mean, I, I think Florida is going to start Emory Jones. I think, I mean, I think that's the guy perhaps there'll be some great value on the Gators. You never know. Maybe they, they upset, you know, Georgia's down or been known to lose a game that they shouldn't. So maybe they could steal that world's largest cocktail party win. And maybe the Gators find themselves uh, further along. I think we should keep an eye on that situation. Obviously I touched on the Ohio state situation. Any chance we're buying into Michigan, the Allen Bowman McNamara battle going on there? I, I don't know that. I'm, no, yeah, I'm not buying in there. I will say uh, the Florida quarterback, you might be onto something because Dan Mullen typically puts his uh, quarterbacks in position to put up big numbers. So, and Florida is a school that, you know, if they end up making the playoff next year, someone's got to win the Heisman. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's Kenny Pickett, six year senior pit. No, not buying in. I do him on the short list though, but uh, you know, what about uh, taking a shot at Sam Hartman, wake forest. This is a guy who's going to be a, now a, a, a third year starter uh, in a way. I mean, he's played a lot of games. He's only, he's only a sophomore, but he started yeah. a, a fair share of games here. I think Sam Hartman in this offense with Dave Clawson, Keep an eye out on Sam Hartman. That's all I'm going to say. Keep an eye out on Sam Hartman at wake. Well, we know one thing uh, with him at the helm and Claus and calling the plays, they are very capable of lighting up that scoreboard and that stat sheet. So 
And I don't think that's bullshit. I mean, he's, they are outperforming the levels that their talent should suggest that they ought to be at, you know, they, they're playing good football for Wake Forest for a school with what? 8,000 people, yeah. you know, it's like a big ass high, like maybe a couple of high schools crammed together and they're competing with the fucking likes of Clemson and shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Clemson, but Exactly. And I, you know, I, I think uh, I want to hit on uh, like one or two more thought there. Tristan Gebbia quarterback, Oregon state, keep an eye out on him. Holton Allers, East Carolina. And, and just cause I think he started so many games The ECU has got a f- more favorable schedule than most years. Um, and then Will Rogers, Mississippi state, this guy played, <laughs> played in the air raid in high school. He played last year. They got it, you know, got a, a, a solid amount of starts played decent against Georgia leech. Normally year three is the big year for leech, but this is a different level of talent. Will Rogers, any chance? I mean, what about, and, and, and I guess we should touch on the LSU quarterback situation because down the, down the stretch LSU, uh, you know, all year there was miles Brennan. Uh, then they, they switched over to, to, to Max Johnson at one point. I think Max Johnson should be the guy. Um, uh, they also, th- I think they started TJ Finley as well, but I think Max Johnson's one to keep an eye on as well. If they could find that passing attack that they used to have anyone else catch I mean, catching your eye. I mean, and uh, did I get them all that, that you think, I mean, there's, I guess there's shook at Texas tech. Maybe you could put up some monster numbers. Um, my boy Armstrong at UVA. Brandon Armstrong, NC Nick selling that bucket to everybody. There's the Texas <laughs> quarterback battle. I mean, is it going to be Casey Thompson or Hudson card? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, oh, uh, how about Starkle at, at San Jose state? How about Nick Starkle? Six uh, years senior. <laughs> Good luck getting any national spotlight for him. We, he'll be lucky if uh, anyone really knows his name by the end of the year, but that doesn't mean he's not going to have a great year. Yeah, I think you know who, uh, we haven't mentioned yet. Who's that? A ton. Graham Mertz at Oklahoma. No, or Michael no. Penix Jr. No, no, no. Grant Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz is at Wisconsin. Or at uh, Wisconsin, rather. Sorry, Graham Mertz at Wisconsin, or Michael Penix Jr. at Indiana. No, I touched on Penix. Penix uh, coming back from injury. I don't know. I, I he kind of falls in the Derek King category for me. Now, Graham yeah. Graham Mertz is an interesting one because Wisconsin can very capable of winning the big 10 West. You get there in the big 10 West, you get to the big 10 championship game. You win that you find yourself in the playoff. Keep an eye. Graham Mertz, I think could be an interesting play there. Um, Adrian Martinez, Nebraska, any chance Mikhail Cunningham, <laughs> Mikhail Cunningham, Louisville making the case. You're selling me that bucket. We get Malik Cunningham. I definitely think could, uh, could could enter the the fray here, especially if he comes out the gate big against Louisville, puts up some of those numbers. Like I said, it's not just him in that Louisville uniform; uh, it's his style of play that legitimately reminds me of uh, Lamar Jackson. So, um, yeah, we're sleeping on him a little bit. Tua's brother, Maryland. You you've been selling me. Uh, you've been trying to sell me on Maryland for a while now, but I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Any chance? <laughs> he could have a better year, but he's not sniffing the Heisman. Yeah, I agree. But uh, all right, guys, this is the college football experience. If you're a first time listener, make sure you subscribe. We handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. Yes, we will have you covered. 
for the week six preview of the college football season coming up. Uh, we're, we're going week by week. You can go back and listen to the week one preview, the week two, uh, every week so far uh, up to number six. We also have previewed coaches on the hot seat, new, new hires. There's a Lance Leopold episode. He's the new coach at Kansas. That's out there. FCS national championship. That will be an episode. We will, we will talk about uh, later in the week as, uh, as Sam Houston state and South Dakota state do bad or prepare to do battle. So uh, make sure you subscribe to the college football experience. Like I said, we've been picking every game, me, Patty C NC Nick over 500 now for four straight years, picking every fucking game, college football and college basketball. All right. And uh, we're way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that for free at sports podcast.com on a spreadsheet. It's free to check out. Come on, help us help you look, you're going to win money. If you listen to those picks, we're a source of income. All right. It's uh, one year. You could say it's a flash in the pan four years in. Fuck you. We know what we're talking about. Uh, so make sure you subscribe. And, and one thing to really help us guys look, cause we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. The only thing I'm trying to charge you for is your kindness. Can you get over to iTunes? Give us a five-star review. Say some nice things about us. We'd certainly appreciate it. If you do take a screenshot of your review on your phone or on a, you can take it on a fucking Polaroid for, I care. Just somehow get it on the internet. Get it to me at the Colby D on Twitter is my, follow me too, but, but you know, send me that screenshot and I will send you a college experience t-shirt. It's a perfect fucking deal. It's cold out there on those streets. You want a fucking brand. It's summers around the corner. You want a brand new shirt. I guarantee you, uh, your life will be going, getting better. If, if, if you're wearing new shit. All right. Earl Weaver said that I think once <laughs> if you're wearing, Directly. yeah, he goes, if you're wearing new shit, you're more likely to get a blow job. That's what he said. Um, That's so- also very factual. So it's very factual, very factual. He dropped. Let us help you get both. <laughs> yes. And uh, so at the Colby D on Twitter, give me a follow Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give all of us a follow and make sure you follow uh, the sports gambling podcast uh, at DSGP network. And uh, yeah, this is the college experience. FCS recap top 10 quarterbacks of the 2021 season. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.